We did it. We could have seen that coming. Us coming back two days in a row. And in fact, we're going to get this out on the same day as we release day one. So, oh, uh, Ruth, Ruth, are you making uh, Chris O'Reilly-esque promise? No, I'm not. I'm making a Ruth promise. No. I'm making a Ruth promise. Okay. Now, Chris, just before we started recording, you sent me a message and you said, oh, I'm not sure if these are going to work because are people going to get their daily hit of news from us when we're recording, you know, maybe a few hours too late. And I said to you, Chris, I'm not sure people are coming to us for the news. So I think we're grand. True, true. Uh, Basically, I was, you know, based on the main story I have to talk about, I was like, will this be old by tomorrow? But actually, we're doing a podcast which is based on events that have happened between one day and a hundred and whatever, 26 years ago. So, uh, yeah, people are not here for the current (laughs) Olympic news. Even if this is what the point of it is, the current (laughs) daily updates. You know what? Who cares? Now, we do need to issue a correction. Because yesterday you were talking about Timor Lest's uh, outfit for the flag wearing. And Mm. I think you got it confused with American Samoa. I think if you have a Google of Timor Lest at the opening ceremony you got it wrong yes yes <laughs> uh wait why because i didn't say they were naked oh did you not no oh. i just said they look cold okay. they were wearing clothes i apologize yes. I, no, I, no. I i that was my apology then because i got confused i thought you were saying <laughs> they weren't wearing any clothes um but no. american samoa went that extra step and um, they actually just wore oil yeah. yeah well only the flag bearer i think or did did they all did they all go topless you're, this is a long time ago now. This is a whole <laughs> two days yeah. ago. Okay, it doesn't matter because stuff happened today. What happened today, Chris? We've <laughs> issued our apologies. We apologize if we offended anyone with our confusion. Although it seems to have just been my confusion, Chris. Do you want the Do you want Do you want the feel good story or the scandalous story first? Well, I imagine we have the same feel good story. Is it Australia's mixed curlers? No, it's not. So give us the feel good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Australia's mixed curlers, Ruth. This is the story of the day. Australia's mixed curlers thought they were going to have to exit the championship early because their uh, female of the two. (laughs) (laughs) The lady curler. The lady, uh, Tolly Gill, had uh, tested positive again. Because she had originally uh, tested positive right at the start of the championship, then had two negative tests and Mm -hmm. was okay. Australia went on to lose all seven of their opening matches in the championship and uh, thought they were going to have to be uh, heading off early back to Australia without Australia's first victory in curling. They had their bags packed and... Then, thankfully for them, there was a. Uh, they were allowed to play due to a. I don't know some kind of expert medical decision. This is something that I had actually come across quite a lot over the last few weeks at the European Handball Championship because players had to isolate for five days and then needed to test themselves out. And you know, it's a case by case basis situation. Thankfully for Australia, they got free. Had about fifteen minutes to get to the arena. Uh, get their kits out of their bags. Gil 
got one glove out. It was the wrong glove. But you know what, Ruth? What? They won. They beat Switzerland after seven successive defeats, got a victory. And I heard them give their post-match interview and they're like, strength, that was a crazy 24 hours. We're so happy to get our first win. One match left against our coach. Their coach, who's on the Canadian team. <laughs> this sounds a bit Sam Moritz skeleton. Right, right. So their, their, next, their final match then was against their coach, John Myers from Canada, who uh, had won the mixed doubles in Pyeongchang, had also won the men's title in 2010. Just like a legend of the sport, one of the best players around at the moment. And it's like, it'll just be nice going into it now without any stress. Like, we've got a victory under our belts. We've done what we come here to do. Then they take a 7-0 lead over Canada. It's a fix. (laughs) (laughs) They take a 7-0 lead over Canada. This team that hadn't even won a game and that were about to be kicked out of the whole thing. Canada pegged them back to 8-8. Final end. Australia pulled it out of the bag. Two points to win a 10-8 and beat <laughs> beat their own coach and uh, it would be just a pure feel-good story if not for the fact that it really puts Canada's hopes of getting to the semi-final at risk now <laughs> <laughs> but Australia from the brink of elimination and being sent home with COVID managed to get two victories to finish their campaign amazing story and people say curling's not exciting Chris do you think there is road bowling in Australia. Uh, I'm I'm certain there is some kind of throw the thing down the road as far as possible. Yeah. There has to be. Like I mean, it's it's kind of a I mean, more more road bowling than there is curling. It just seems like a very primal instinct that if you have a very long road and one has something slightly round, surely you would roll it down that uh, road. So yeah, I they must they must have they must have road building. What are you getting at here? Uh, nothing. I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that if they can do it, so can Ireland? 100% we can. The difference is, is that we only have essentially one ice rink on the entire island. And generally speaking, skaters and in particular teams, um, ice hockey players do not want curlers on their ice. Bastards. Don't, don't want them sweeping up all the, their sweet, sweet. Chill. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that, that means now, as I said, that Canada on the verge of not making it to the semifinals. It's a very exciting last day of the preliminary round in the mixed curling. Italy are through. Great Britain are through, and then it's a three-way battle between Norway, Canada, and Sweden for the remaining two spots. And uh, I did claim yesterday that it's unlikely to to cause much romance, the curling world and the mixed doubles. Turns out there is a married couple in Norway, but as the host broadcaster 
uh, commentators spoke about at length for whatever reason. Uh, they don't really seem to like each other very much. They just they had to to see a sports psychologist to to deal with the fact that they're always shouting at each other. It seemed to be this guy, the commentator's uh, go to fact during their match against Great Britain today. It's like you know, these two they they had serious problems getting along. Uh, she she didn't like the fact that he kept giving her pointers and stuff. I was like, isn't this just what a team is did it did it remind you of the 1948 uh movie oh god no <laughs> nothing, nothing reminded me of that but now you have why is that color gone off with that dashing foreign correspondent <laughs> she should be on the ice and if you don't understand that reference that means you haven't been listening to enough olympopod so go back and listen to them all true what else is on today? Or what else happened? What did you watch? New Zealand's Zoe Zadowski Sinish. You mentioned her yesterday. You said she might win her nation's first ever Winter Olympic Yo. gold. Well, guess what, Chris? She did! Yay! Woo! And I was thinking, maybe New Zealand is the official team of the Olympopod. We said we maybe. wanted a story. Or yeah. maybe Australia is with this curling team. Who knows? We need we need to we need to make a decision, but we don't need to make this today. We're gonna. Ocea- how can we have Oceania as a whole? Uh, well, like, do we then get all of the Pacific nations as well? That's isn't that that's what happened early on in the Olympics anyway. Remember, New Zealand yeah. and Australia were just what was like ah oh, that those colonies over there. <laughs> Everything generally uh, south south east. <laughs> Right. Anyway, she she won her gold, and um, I went to go look into her because you know I want to see what she's up to. Where's her dad, Sean, from? Can we claim her? All these important things. And while looking her up, Chris, I found I came across this fact. She grew up in Wanaka, and she attended at a co-educational secondary school, Mount Aspiring College. And I thought to myself, what an inspiring name. Let's look a bit more into that. First things first, they have an aviation module to teach students to fly. None of this like teaching them to drive crap, teaching them to fly. Secondly, they have a snow college, which comes in useful if you want to churn out Olympians. But thirdly, and most importantly, this is not their first Olympic medalist. Their first came way back in 2021, at the Tokyo Games, Elisa Andrews, who took silver in the Kirin. They raised them strong. They raised the job, yeah. Well, or, or they did from a very specific uh, uh, period of time between, I think, around 2017 to 2018, you know? <laughs> well, I think the, the, the competitions, the schoolhouses at Mount Aspiring College have really do give an insight into just how strong they build these kids. Yeah, and one or two of them, I also had a look at that list, Chris, and one or two of them I'm not sure you could do in Ireland. (laughs) You mean, for example, the 40-hour famine? I do, Chris. I mean the 40-hour famine. I'm not sure you can do that in Ireland. Tug of War is also there. We can do a three-year famine. Boom! (laughs) Take that, New Zealand. We're going to get cancelled like Joe Rogan. (laughs) Spotify are going to take us off (laughs) oh no Uh, (laughs) her final run was amazing I watched a fair bit 
of this women's slope style competition, mostly like the the final qualification run. But seeing her in the final run in comparison to everybody else, she just looked like a completely different athlete. Like she was competing in a completely different sport. She was by far and away much better than everyone else. She makes it look so easy and uh, just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. There you go. Anyway, I was delighted to hear all this. She seems like a lovely person. And yeah, just fair play to her. Hopefully they won't have to wait much longer for their second gold. And it also gives a bit of hope for us other nations who have never managed to get a gold. That maybe our day will come one day. It was a good day for not Norway today. Oh, yeah. Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. um, Who was it? Niels van der Bolle. Yeah. yeah, that was a good... Uh, I did watch that, the men's 5,000 meter speed skating, and he timed that to perfection. It was mm. pretty phenomenal. It looked like he was way out, I think two seconds behind. Um, it was a young Dutch uh, skater who had taken the lead early on. Two seconds behind, even with one lap to go, and with a lap being about 28, 29 seconds, he was uh, 0.99 seconds behind. And he won it by half a second. Mm. So, yeah, phenomenal uh, athlete. Apparently, he's um, yeah, a bit old school in his training methods. More of a kill you with long distance. Uh, so very fitting for the Olympopod. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't go out and say, I will not race the American way. Exactly. Got another deep cut. This has been a very... Uh... An episode full of deep cuts. Uh, go on, Chris. Give me, give me your bad news story. Oh well, I, I kind of hinted at it there. Not a good day for Norway, okay. and not only did they not win a gold medal, they only won one bronze, which was in that uh, speed skating. It was Patrick Rust who was the oh, silver medalist. The shame. In the, uh, in the speed skating, but it was the men's skiathlon mm. in cross country skiing where. I expected to see a few more Norwegian medals and um, once again planned to get up nice and early and watch it and then woke up two hours later and uh, it's a Sunday morning. Come on. Unfortunately for Norway, their great hope, not just for this, but to to win most of the medals, uh, to be honest, he's the top cross-country skier, Johannes Kleber. Uh, He finished in 40th place in what Norwegian media called a scandal. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how dare he not win? And uh, well, yeah. no, are, they, are they saying the scandal is that, you know, he's let down his entire country and he should ski up north until he can ski no more? Or are they suggesting that there was something nefarious or that Beijing is a bad Olympics or that it's too cold? Because I have seen countries complain that it's too cold. And that they want uh, the events on at different times. Yeah, I think it was the uh, altitude that people were mostly complaining about here. Um, mm. The only thing he said in the mix zone afterwards uh, was Yaya Bautareva, which is translated directly, is I'm just my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well that translates to uh, problems over with his skis, perhaps. Altitude wasn't ready. Who knows? He's he's better at sprinting anyway. This yeah. is the 30-kilometer um, skiathlon. It was a 1-2 for the Russian Olympic Committee uh, in the first. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, Johannes Kleber 
against Alexander Bolshinov in the cross country. Uh, it was Bolshinov who won one two for Russian Olympic Committee, third place for Finland. Thomas Maloney Vestgaard was in forty third, so uh, not too far behind Kleba there. So not not bad at all. Fair and play. Thomas Thomas Maloney Westgard, he he described it as a pain cave. Oh, <laughs> it's like I knew this was going to be like the worst hour of my life. It was an hour and a half in the end, and uh, yeah, tough times for everyone. Uh, a lot of people didn't finish that, mm. so uh, yeah. I I did see that there are a lot of complaints starting to roll in across the board. Um, some because of the the temperature and the times that events are going on, and they're saying they need to be earlier in the day. Also, people who have been put into COVID isolation without any explanation why. I think there's somebody on the Finnish ice hockey team that that has happened to, mm. and there's. I, I think I read there's no hot food at the ski jumping. Not ideal. Not ideal, not ideal. Uh, so yeah, the complaints are running in, but sure, it wouldn't be an Olympics without that. Yes. Anything else you've caught over the last couple of days worth talking oh, about? Oh yeah, I might have caught COVID, but we won't find out for another <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. The Olympics. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so late to the party, Ruth. What took you so long? Yes, it took it took two and a half years uh, to join the party. I even I even went to Sweden during its peak blasé period and didn't catch it. But yeah, after all this time, my downfall was a little child. But anyway, it's all good. That could be a prediction for tomorrow. First of all, do we get another Olympopod bonus edition out tomorrow? And secondly, do I have COVID tomorrow? Oh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Shall we talk about the, the sports that are on tomorrow? I mean, sure. That's anything you're looking forward to? I've no idea what's on. Ah. So you, <laughs> I mean, look, Chris, what I do, right, is I have my Eurosport I go on to my Eurosport and I look at the different boxes and I go, right, I'm going to watch that one. Mm -hmm. That's how I'm currently planning it. Okay. Well, it's the final day of the preliminary round in the curling and the semi-finals. Curling, curling is where it is on Monday. And then there's a bunch of other stuff. There is the biathlon women's individual. And I did talk about the team event and figure skating. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then a bit of short track speed skating as well, if you want to see people fall over each other. Yes. Uh, and mixed team ski jumping, which uh, I don't know. I don't know what, ha what happens there. Do they, does somebody go up and then do they go up together holding hands? Where's the mixed <laughs> part? Uh, is it like a relay? We'll find out tomorrow. Do you think it's both of the medium hill or will there, it be the high and the medium hill? That's a good question. I'm sure that answer is just one click away. But you know what? Let's find out.